Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the BestOfBroads.com video games podcast. The most regular podcast on the internet. We have a schedule. We stick to it. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Cave. And <laughs> I'm as guilty as Dad is for why we're off schedule. Like, yeah, depression's like, a bitch. Yeah, and like, so is the game release schedule. <laughs> yeah, like I said, like, you know, at the top of the year, like, hey, we're going to try and do these things more regularly. We're going to try and keep our schedule. We're going to stick it to it. But, like, if one of us is just, like, fucking going through it, we can't exactly say, hey, stop being depressed to talk about video games you haven't played. And I've been going through it for the better part of a month. Yep. The world is made of sadness sometimes, but it's also made of gladness sometimes. You've got to remember to stay positive in this dark, dark world. So how y'all doing? I'm all right. Good to hear. How's your mother in there? Uh, they're doing pretty good. Uh, they're in Florida. So, you know, avoiding... Avoiding Canadian depression by going to, by going down to Floridian depression, which is which, as far as I understand, it, is just like Canadian depression but with more meth. Uh, at least they don't have any tropical depressions to worry about right now. No, a fish did fall out of the sky once. <laughs> what? Yeah. So apparently, yes, I've had a frog hit me, but I've never had a fish fall out of the sky. Yeah, so I was just kind of saying... And yes, that is a thing that happens. Yeah, cave... Yeah, As we all know, Louisiana's been going through the ten plagues for like nine years. Anyway. Yeah, so I just got like a text from my mom one day. It was like, hey, a fish fell out of the sky. I was like, wait, what? It was like, yeah, a fish <laughs> fell out of the sky. And then she, and she sent me a video a couple minutes later of just a bald eagle swooping down from the sky, grabbing the fish and flying away. So what they think happened was a different eagle was carrying the fish, was then attacked by the eagle who got the fish, which then caused him to drop it. And then the, and the fish that attacked him swooped down, grabbed the fish and flew off. Like a baller. Yeah. Just like America. Attacking the hungry to feed themselves. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad because it's true. <laughs> that's yeah. how my country works. That's depressing. Yeah, it is hilarious how often, like, how much symbolism and like actual commentary on America can be attributed to just the random bullshit actions of these fucking dumb birds. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it looks all regal and shit. They're fucking assholes. Like the most hilarious one was like that video, like way before it actually happened of just like the bad orange man being attacked by an eagle on his desk. Just filming a video. He had an eagle there. Reached over to get some. The eagle was like, Rah! <laughs> he was like, oh, fuck. That's how America. Re that's how. That's how the majority of America felt about that bastard. Yeah. Quite often, the eagles do actually represent our feelings. <laughs> uh, anyway, 
That was one of my favorite videos on the internet for a while. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we're here talking about video games now. And I've actually played some. Only one of As which have I'm, I finally. Yeah, only one of which the first I'm still three playing. Times we were gonna the first three times we were going to record this, first Dead didn't play anything. Then I didn't play anything, and then I didn't play anything, and was severely depressed. Yay! <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, it's a twofer. But no, yeah, I yeah. So I got three things to play, and I'm only still playing one of them because the other two I played for ten minutes and uninstalled. Yay! Are you still there? Well, okay, okay. <laughs> I was waiting for you to start talking about one of the terrible games you played. Okay. I tried to get back into Just Cause 3. Just Cause 3. Which one is that one? That's the one with the tornadoes. Oh, no, sorry. This, ah, sorry yes, just I love just, just Cause 4. This is Just Cause 4. I absolutely loved the previous Just Cause. The one where you, you know, killed a bunch of dudes. And then I got Just Cause 4. And played 10 minutes of it. <laughs> and then never loaded it into my console again. Yeah, I, I got the game, like, I think either as part of, like, a bundle or just, like... No, I got it with my graphics card. Yeah, that was it. I got it with... I, when I got my new computer, I got it with my graphics card. Because even when going through, like, a pre-built place like CyberPower, they still included all, like, the free games you get for buying a new graphics card. Cool. Yeah, so Just Cause 3 is one of the... Just Cause 4... I keep. I don't know why I put three down. Let me just change that to four so I can actually remember what I'm saying about it. Yeah, so I played Just Cause Four a bit back when it, back when I like first installed it and started playing it. And at the time, I enjoyed playing it just because it was like, "Hey, I'm gonna fucking fly through the sky. I'm gonna do all my weird dumb bullshit. I'm gonna unlock these areas, get these fucking guns." And that was largely it. Like, it was a game that I didn't take seriously it was a game that I just kind of like put on while I had like a podcast YouTube video going on my second monitor so I could just like veg out and watch that but then it's what I like it's what I like to call uh, one of the uh, wander and wreck stuff uh, genre yeah you just go around and you cause havoc and that's all the game wants you to do it's an absolute <gasps> absolute blast and uh one of my favorite games in that genre, in my opinion, in that genre, is uh, Saints Row Three. Yeah, it's just it does, the story doesn't fucking matter. You go and you blow stuff up. That's it. That's the story. So it's technically not because in Saints Row Three there were like characters and stakes. Yes, and. Yes, that, like if you that got true. if you got bored with just doing random mindless destruction because that gets boring after a while. Yes, then and that's actually, what makes it a great game. Yeah, whereas with whereas with just cause, like with just cause, like two, just cause two was the pinnacle of what they were trying to do with this of just having this fucking ridiculously massive world with a whole bunch of shit to do in it, where you could just fucking ignore the quest and just do whatever you wanted, basically. I think just cause three did a pretty decent job of it. I. Don't think it did as good of a job. You can read my review on the website right now. Just Cause 4, however, did an abysmal fucking job of it. Yes. Especially because when I went into it, I was like, okay, I've flown around. I've done everything I can. I need to actually do missions to open up more of the map. 
So let me go do a mission. Oh, would you look at that? It's a driving mission. You know the game series is all about high-flying action and like fucking zip-lining around and wingsuiting everything? Let's put you in a car that we designed how to drive in two hours. Most of the vehicles were designed how to drive in that two-hour block. It is dog shit. The handling on these fucking things. It feels like you are trying to drive a tank drunk. Did you ever do one of the pl- like one of the like small like r- like roto plane missions? Like those things handle like a drunk iguana riding a skateboard. It's ridiculous. Like, like how like I I understand that like driving was not their primary like design objective on their fucking spreadsheet or whatever. But you'd think they could have spent more than fucking you think they could have actually like designed it. It like in that game, driving is such a pain in the ass. It's the death knell of that game. And, and like, I want to love the game. You know that. You know that feeling. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, because I love that style of game. It's one of my favorite styles of game. The go here and just have some fun destroying things. You can get to the story later is one of my favorite styles cuz I can just start playing that game while I'm working on story ideas in my head. Pause it up, type something up so that I can keep the idea on like there and then go back and like, nothing's changed. I didn't lose my place or anything. Uh, but just cause 4 was just Cause 4 was so boring. Yeah, so, doing the driving mission, I'm in an APC, which is even worse handling. Yeah. You guys think the Mako from Mass Effect 1 was garbage? Ooh. It, mm, mm. I cannot tell you how which many times... Which they time- did change. I, cannot- I, read, I read an article saying that they fixed the Mako driving, which makes me mad. I cannot tell you how many times I tried to make a lightly banking right turn and ended up flipping and over you just my went car. Flying. <laughs> yep. I once ran into. I, I was terrified of driving at speed on cliffs and anything other than like one of the dinky little scooters because anytime I try and take a sharp turn, my vehicle would just be down the cliff. Yeah, I ran into a person, and my car jumped into the air nose first and landed backwards. The driving in the game is abysmal. And yeah, so I was following, you know, the route it was given because, like, you know, that it has it has the thing of like the like the you know arrows on the road GPS to, to where you're going. I was following that. I was following that to the letter. Then I came to a bridge. The bridge texture hadn't loaded in, so, mm, it was, so it was just that happened a lot. So it was just an incredibly blurry model. Oh, did his hair just look like like the Brillo off of uh, off of a sponge for you? I was having I was the, I was spending way too much time looking at every other problem to pay attention to his hair. Rico's hair, I was like I couldn't watch the first cut scene because I was just too focused on his hair because it looked like a Brillo pad to me. You're playing on console, <laughs> right? Yeah, I was playing on uh, PS4. Okay, I'm playing on PC for reference. But yeah, so, so we might have slightly different experiences. Yeah, so get so get up to the fucking bridge. The bridge text right and loaded in. So like, all right, cool, it's just mud, just a just a muddy bridge, whatever, drive across it. Go to drive across it, fall through it. Bridge hadn't loaded in either. The bridge wasn't real. <laughs> I had that re- shit yeah. happen. The bridge wasn't real. 
Based on the dialogue that happened when I fell into the water, it seemed like the bridge wasn't real. And that there was just oh, some no. fuck up that put a bridge there when there wasn't supposed to be. Or just oh, the no. bridge didn't load in properly. Either way, I was then in the water in an APC that already handled like shit and now it was in the water. So it handled even more like shit because it still floated. And then I was trying to figure out where the fuck to go because behind me was a cliff that the bridge was leading to. And in front of me was a bunch of unpassable reeds. Ah, yes. Reeds, the hardiest defense against an armored personnel carrier. Yes. So I uninstalled the game immediately. Oh man! Um, and then I and so then I was going through because so the, just cause fourth in the Epic Game Store, the Epic Game Store, despite everyone's fucking screaming and going, oh my god, how fucking dare you try to hack this off of Steam? Blah. No, it's very good that Steam has some competition. Yeah, and the Epic Game Store is also still a pretty good store. They have yeah. some, they have some decent like, deals. They have some pretty good exclusives, and they also give out free games every Thursday. I personally haven't gotten Epic just because I don't like having, like, I don't like splitting my game library that much. Yeah. The you know only, what I mean? Yeah. The only thing I don't have installed in here in terms of game libraries is Uplay because I'm just kind of currently in a position where I don't want to support U- Ubisoft at all. Yeah. Fuck Ubisoft. Fuck Ubisoft right in the violent ass. Yeah. So then I was just kind of going through all the free games I'd gotten from, uh, all the free games I'd gotten from Epic. To see if there's anything that I could play that was just like a light game. For, because I'm still playing, um, I'm currently playing Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is, you know, a the big old RPG. So I want to fucking spend a lot of my attention on that. And I'm also currently still doing um, Danganronpa 2. Which, by the way, if any of y'all were interested in me playing Danganronpa 2, I am started up again. New episodes, that now. I do all the voice acting And if you want to hear him do this accent for an entire video, let him know. It's not the entire video. It's only for Yuhiko's parts. For Yuhiko accent, whole video. If we can get five <laughs> likes on the video. <laughs> I voiced yeah, I voiced the main character just like me. <laughs> yeah, so I was oh, just looking yeah, so through all the stuff. Um, some of the stuff just I didn't want to play just because it wasn't my style of genre or it was like a game that I wanted to put like actual time into. Uh, one game that I had wanted to play a lot, but unfortunately, uh, I found out that it was free at eleven. Oh, if you're about if you're about to move on, can I say say some things about uh about Just Cause about Just Cause Four? Sure. Because kind of, like kind of broke my flow. I, but okay. I, just re- I I just realized I did I had thought you were just comment making commentary on the Epic Game Store itself. I realized you might be moving on to another topic. Just well, now. yeah, I uh, yeah I. Uh, just just cause ended when I said, and then I uninstalled it. Well, the like the biggest problem that I have with Just Cause Four is it feels like they made everything boring. Yeah, because in Just Cause Three, I would stand there and watch shit blow up. Just Cause Four. All right, I gotta blow this thing up. Ah, all right, that's one magazine. Switch guns. Ah, all right, it's blowing up. I'm gonna move on to the next objective. Yeah, everything. Feels How do you make explosions boring? Everything feels like it takes a lot longer. And like one of the things that actually add to that is, I don't know. If, I, I feel like this wasn't the same with other games, but like you have so little ammo. Yes, you really do. Like in the other games, you'd be able to unlock like infinite ammo, and it felt like a video game. Just Cause 4 
feels like it's your real world job. Yeah, it's a chore. And it's it's boring. And if you make blowing shit up boring, you've made a mistake. And that's really the only thing that I wanted to say about Just Cause 4. Okay. Like, blowing shit up should not be a chore. Should be fun. Yeah, so after uninstalling Just Cause 4, I started going through, like, library stuff, um, a bunch of stuff that I needed to devote more time to, multiplayer things like Overcooked and Remnant, a game that I really wanted to play. Saw that it was free, but I saw that it was free um, 15 minutes before it stopped being free. Contacted Cave and said, hey, this game's free. And he's like, bitch, I'm going to bed. <laughs> Sorry. Now nah, it's... I. <laughs> It's fine. Also, I would have never been able to get it because, like, I would have had to sign up for the account. <laughs> and that would have probably taken at least 15 minutes. Because I, I don't even have it, an account with Epic. It, it shouldn't. It should take a minute. Well, bitch, I was going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that That thing, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fair. But, like, man, I can't get it. It would take me 15 minutes to make an account. I'm like, motherfucker. That's the line too far. But yeah, and another game that I got for free recently was Rage 2. And despite all the mixed things I heard about it, I also heard that it was apparently genre best shooting. It apparently has some Ooh. of the best shooting in the first person shooter genre out of any hmm. game that came out in the last couple of years. So I was like, okay, let's see if that overcomes like the all the other elements I've heard about this game that aren't great, which was the tone and the overall lack of story outside of go and shoot the thing. I'm going to guess that since he uninstalls it in 10 minutes, it didn't. Nah, it didn't. The shooting was <laughs> good. It was very good. But I fucking hate the tone of this goddamn game. The tone of this game, it is... I remember, I remember seeing ads for that game being like, man, that looks really cool. And then after it came out, Wasteland. Yeah, that's basically it. Because the game's tone is very much of a, the game wants you to know that it thinks it's cool. Ah, one of those stories. Yes, I know all about them. Yeah, like the moment that kind of really broke me on the game, it was the most obvious setup and punchline I'd ever seen, and they executed it about as poorly as they could have, which is to say boringly. So if I was telling a joke. Yeah, so so one of the things is that uh, within so within the world of rage, there is your colony or whatever or whatever thing you're living in, and within that colony there is a certain class of soldiers. These soldiers get like essentially power armor, and you are and you are somebody who wants to be a person in this power armor, but you know you just haven't been because you're like I guess you're a bitch. Yes, but. The actual thing is the commander of the base, who is like your foster mom, is like, nah. Nah, you too much of a bitch. Yeah. And then and then as you are like as you are like fucking getting ready to go, like like your base is under attack by these like mutant things because the game is full of mutants. And you're just fucking mowing these motherfuckers down. You got your, you got a goddamn glaive from Kroll. Just yeeting that at people. They're alternatively uh, they all they're alternatively atrophied humans, thank you very much. Use the proper respective terms. No. And so you've that, got the glaive from Kroll? Yeah, it, yeah, it's that that's the other like kind of main selling thing. It is your it is one of your like equipable throwables. 
So you have grenades and then you have the glaive. Which is, you yeet it, and then anything in the arc that gets caught is basically one hit kill. You know. Like a consumable throwable. Oh, it's a consumable? Oh, that makes me sad. Yeah, you throw it, it's gone. <laughs> I'm always one of those people who's like, alright, so I could take the grenade that I will have three of and no more. Or I could take the kunai that I can pick up, and while they may not kill a crowd, they'll kill one guy. <laughs> I'll just keep ducking around and throwing the kunai, and then pick it up off of his off of his atrophied corpse. So anyway, as you are running through this fucking um, onslaught, a giant mutant shows up. At which point, some fucking guy is like, "Holy shit! It's the guy with the armor!" He fucking skids in on his motorbike, throws it into the goddamn guy. He's like skids across the ground, shooting him, and then dies instantly. <laughs> what that's the joke the joke is hey I want to be this kind of awesome person hey there's an awesome person oh he's immediately dead that sucks well hey I got their armor because that's the plot reason as to why you get the armor and that is a joke that I have seen countless times like fuck like did you ever watch the spy kids movies Yes. Remember Spy Kids 3D? Yes. Remember the guy? The the guy shows up and immediately gets pasted. Yeah, I remember. It's that joke. And everyone's well, saying... Well, if you want to be the guy... And everyone's uh-huh. saying, like, fucking, like... And everyone's talking like me, basically. Like, I just talked. Just obscenities and dumb fucking jokes and all the other shit. And it is... Lowest common denominator. It is trying so hard. It is trying so hard. Like, fuck, Sunset Overdrive didn't try this hard. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe it did, and just, like, the punk aesthetic is a bit easier to get into than the, like, than, like, the cool military aesthetic. I'm gonna play cyberpunk again. I, after everything, I have really, I really enjoyed my time with that game. You just got me thinking about the punk aesthetic. That's all. Uh huh. But yeah, so I got to the commander who was also a bitch, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't like this. This is not fun." So I uninstalled it. The best kinds of games. And then it got me thinking. Every time I every time I think about Rage 2, I think back to like an inside gaming video. Because there was a like around the time Rage 2 came out, um Inside Gaming, which is a YouTube channel run, run by Funhouse owned by Rooster Teeth, they do like you know gaming news whatever. Well, they did, but I guess they've they're they're in a weird position right now. I don't exactly know what they're doing. But they did a video where they were talking about like I guess review scores or something. And one of the hosts, uh, Lawrence Sontag, who has since left the who since left the company to go off and do his own thing. Uh, he ha- he hasn't said what that thing is, but he started just kind of doing streaming. And he was getting like visibly, realistically angry at the fact that there were game critics who gave Far Cry New Dawn a better score than Rage 2, despite them saying Rage 2 had better shooting. 
There's more to... I remember you telling me about this, and I, I said the same thing that I'm going to say now. There's more to a game than how the gun handles. Yeah, and their argument was, but it's dumb shoot game. Why why dumb shoot game worse than other dumb shoot game? Because one dumb shoot game do well at making dumb shoot fun. But the shoot's good. Don't care gooder. if dumb shoot good. One dumb shoot more fun. But the shoot's gooder. <laughs> And then that just, and that just keeps fucking. I, I use that like all. I use that all the time in my head in the arguments I have in my head against people who like think about game scores as like objective. Because hey, yeah, I've said that. Here's a free uh, tip. Yeah, I've probably They're said this entirely subjective. Yes, I've said this a bunch. But hey, hey gamers, everyone's hey, opinion gamers. on a game are subjective, and there's no such thing as an objectively good game. Hopefully that comes through after Especially the Especially because what everyone thinks is good is different. Yes. There are probably people out there who are diehard fucking Just Cause 4 fans. And, like, we've we've insulted them by saying that their game is garbage. Oh, yeah. It if, is Garbo. But... If anyone listened to this podcast, we'd be getting death threats. Yeah, probably constantly. Which, which is to say, I'd be getting death threats because I'm the only person with contact info on the site. They'd leave comments. Oh, that's adorable. You think they'd interact? If we actually had people listening, yes. <laughs> ah, one day, that's part of why I try and incite. It's the dream <laughs> to one day have people in our comment section saying, "I'm going to fucking kill you." You didn't like this. You didn't like this commercial product put out by a multi-billion-dollar corporation. I'm going to fucking stab you. I'm not a shill, you are. <laughs> yeah, goes and cries into their Square Enix branded wank bag or whatever, like wank blanket. I actually had someone tell me, like someone I knew through, like I was in class with them, that they had watched one of the Media Whores reviews and that they didn't know you could be a corporate shill and still poor. Because <laughs> we liked something. Yeah, that's always the thing, man. You are either <laughs> it's like, the fuck? Yeah, you are either being paid off to talk good about something that's trash or being paid off to talk trash about something good. And I was like, well, thanks for watching. I hope you left a, a like, comment, and, a, and like <laughs> you shared it with somebody. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sharing your shit. Be sure to rate, follow, and subscribe. I'm pretty sure that was that back in the day. Yeah. Uh, you be sure to set out the blip link. And why don't you talk about us on Reddit? Sure to share our videos. Does Death Prods have a Reddit, a subreddit? Do what? Do we have a subreddit? Death Prods now. All right. Well, if you really hate us, go ahead and set up our subreddit so you can make fun of us on it. Yeah, like I, like I could go through the trouble of like setting up our own subreddit, but that that would just be adding more depression on top of our already existing depression. <laughs> Because like, hey, no one fucking interacts with our shit. Now they can't. Now that no one interacts with our shit on Reddit. Woo. Yeah, I mean, we'd already, we already technically have that on every other social media platform we're on, including all the ones I didn't sign up for. Like, this is just a weird thing. But if you have like a like podcast with a like free and openly accessible RSS feed, people, uh, people will steal your shit. Not even, not even like steal. Like, they, like they will just, they will just like 
troll through every RSS feed, and then if they find a podcast, they will just put it on their website. Like everything still links back to us. It all is all still like our content, our logos, our everything. It's just now being on this other platform I didn't know about. Like fuck, we're on iHeartRadio. Seriously? Not the actual radio station, but like the iHeartRadio like fucking yeah, I know. Page. I know that. I know that. I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that either. I went fucking iHeartRadio one day. I was like, yeah, let's see if we're on here. Decimal Prods. Like, oh, we are. I have no idea how to claim this. People. I did manage to claim us on Podchaser, which uh, is a platform that exists. We care. <laughs> we care so much. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, iTunes, leave reviews, whatever. Tell us, tell us we're shit. I don't know. Do something, please. Please. For, for like a hot second when we started. Interact with us. For a hot second we started on SoundCloud. We had people who actually did interact every once in a while. Like fucking T-Nasty. Please interact with us. Yeah, We miss you, boo. We will respond. We'll, we'll, respond. we'll have an entire we'll, podcast yeah. where we'll just re- read out your, your, your comments about how terrible we are at everything. I've did the, 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 the Patreon goal. I don't care anymore. I do. Don't make prom. Don't make promises for new podcasts unless they pay us. <laughs> Dead. We won't get paid if no one interacts with us. Exactly. I am make. I am making this shit the fucking Ouroboros of. We need to get this thing to work, but the only way to get that thing to work is to do the thing that we need to get it to work. We are the snake. So anyway, what, the what, snake. what else yeah. you been playing? We are the infinite bullshit snake. What else you've been playing? <laughs> uh, so yeah, the last thing I've been playing is the game that I actually have been playing for a while now, like actually putting time into it and enjoying playing. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, that's a great one. I love that game. Like I actually just recently rebeat it. Yeah, so I got this game for crisp. I got this game as part of like the Steam crisp like holiday sale. I think it was like ten bucks. It was the last game I bought with my discount at GameStop. Yeah, and so and so I was just like, so I was just like, okay, I I've heard great things about this game. I might as well try it. If if any of you have not listened to the movies podcast, you may not know this. I don't really like Star Wars because he's wrong. Like I enjoy Star Wars. I can I can enjoy Star Wars stuff. Like I enjoy like the original trilogy. I enjoy the Mandalorian. I enjoyed fucking Star Wars Rebels. I can enjoy stuff in Star Wars, but I do not enjoy Star Wars as a property. Like, that is my entire thing. It is like, Star Wars makes good stuff. Star Wars itself is not very good. Well, I disagree. I think Star Wars makes good stuff and is a good property. I just think most of what is done with the property is nonsensical bullshit that doesn't seem to understand what their fans enjoy about the fucking franchise. If I'm being honest, I don't really understand what the fans enjoy about the franchise either. Which is not, this is not the place to get into that. (laughs) I don't, we, I don't want to have to sit here for 30 minutes not talking while you just go off. (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll reserve that for movies (laughs) Uh, so yeah um, so yeah getting in to Jedi Fallen Order the latest iteration in hey Order 66 suck dick and everyone hated it 
Yeah. Just every, oh. like, almost, like, almost every new Star Wars property that comes out is just, hey, remember Order 66? Yeah, it didn't work. What was the name of uh, the robot from Fallen Order? Uh, BD-1. And what was the name of the robot from the new movies? Uh, BB-8. Yeah, BD-1 is way better than BB-8. Yeah, because BD-1 is like new. He's cuter. He's more like personable. Has more personality. Like yeah, BB-8 is just what if R2D2 was a soccer ball. Yeah, whereas BD-1 is actually, like, an interesting character, who I really feel for by the end of the game. I don't know how far you've gotten, but, uh, man, the I, feel for a robot. I just got the coordinates to Kashyyyk. Oh, wow. You're still early on, then. Yeah. I, I'm not not super into it. Um, let me just actually double-check time. Uh, I am four hours in. Yeah, wow, you've got a ways to go. Yeah, I, so I won't. I will try to avoid spoiling anything. I spent a chunk of time being lost on the uh, on like the ice planet, trying to figure out how to get back to my ship. Mm. Because yeah, this Jedi Fallen Order is the Souls born Star Wars game. And by that, it's a get good son kind of scenario. Though they do have difficulty levels, so you can get good. Yes, I yeah, I am playing the. Uh, the mid like there are f- so I believe so I believe there are four difficulties with the last one locked before the game starts yeah okay so I'm on the middle difficulty yeah I'm, I play on the uh, se- on the second difficulty um, I, I've tried playing on the third level of difficulty and I just cannot I'm not good enough <laughs> yeah <laughs> you just get stomped quickly yeah well, the pro- the, key- the thing I keep dying to is just like weird like getting caught in the environment and then fucking up a jump mmm like the thing I had the most problem with was going down one of the ice slides, and then I would take it. Then I would take a turn. I wouldn't take it hard enough, and then when I jump to get to the next thing, I fly off to the left and miss the jump entirely. Yeah, I've had that happen a lot. And then I go, and then I take the turn a bit harder, and then right before the jump happens, I stop. Like I physically stop, start sliding again, and then jump my longest jump. It gets me halfway across. Yep, had that happen. And so it was just, and and the 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 fun, the, the extra fun bit of that was when they included when they included me trying to catch a rope in that jump. Oh yeah, no, that becomes a regular thing as the game goes on. You'd think, being a force user, you could just go, okay, jump, grab rope, force, whoop. Do you mind power spoilers? Do you eventually get that? You you have like lost your connection to the force, so you've forgotten a lot of force powers. So, like, that's how they justify you learning how to do things that should be basic to a Force user. Oh, no, oh, no, I get, like, I, I, know, I know that story thing. Like, I know that story conceit because that's already been introduced. Yeah, but, but like, you, that is one of the ability. You do get the Force pull and yank things over to you, power. But, like, the idea... Which makes, makes the ice sliding and grabbing at the rope thing infinitely more pleasant because you can actually do it. But, like, the idea of... The idea of hey, I have enough. I have enough of a connection to the force that I am able to slow down a person in time, but I can't move a thin rope two inches. Well, that was his specialty. That's what he. That was. That's what like. That was his force talent. Was being able to basically apply the force to an object to slow down its reaction in time. That was his specialty. Oh, so God. that's why he can do that. 
longer. Which is kind of a nonsense OP as hell ability. Yeah, it's actually going back to that, going back to that new trilogy. That's not how the force works. The, the force is the force in Star Wars is basically Superman before Infinite Crisis. Force users can do I, any yeah. Force users can do anything except stuff they haven't tried yet. I very much am of the opinion that like it's just the lack of understanding of the force, because uh, if you look at the old canon, the previous masters of the force were able to manipulate things on a galactic scale. Uh, so the idea that the Jedi have mastered the Force is quite laughable when you look at the previous generation's true masters and their amazing accomplishments. However, fuck Disney because they made that no longer canon. Fuck Disney. Fuck Disney. Fuck Disney! Still mad about that. Still mad. I mean, I agree with the sentiment of fuck Disney, but less uh, but less in the, oh, you ruined my franchise and more, you're an evil corporation. Oh, they're an evil corporation that ruined my franchise. <laughs> like I hate them for both reasons. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like in the future, like w- like when like fucking corporate wars become a thing, and like the fucking common man rise up and go, "Yeah, fuck Disney," and they just go in to go fucking stop them. They're just gonna wipe themselves out because people are like, "Yeah, we gotta stop Disney. They're fucking everything up." I'm just like, "Yeah, look at what they did to tax everything." What? No, man, Star Wars. <laughs> and this turns into infighting where people are like it's a dumb franchise why the fuck do you care so much and everyone's like fuck you it raised me I made a real lightsaber it's like no you didn't you paid 80 bucks to put a glow stick together somebody did actually make a uh, like as, and as close as we can get with current technology lightsaber which is really insane to me I yeah. think it was the hacksmith yeah like like it was one of those like he, he like there were a couple of ones where it was like, hey, this 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 thing lights up because it is so fucking hot. And the other one was, it's just a stream of fire, a stream of plasma, because it's that hot. Yeah, plasma that's on fire because it's so hot. It's hot. Oh, that's hot. But yeah, like I've, I've just kind of enjoying the game. Like I've been enjoying like with, with, because because it's being a Soulsborne game. It is like instanced areas of open world where you will choose. And like one, one of my favorite things about Fallen Order is you're encouraged to go back to places, but it's very rare you have to. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. A, and I hate backtracking most of the time. Yeah, it has like on top of being Soulsborne, it's kind of Metroidvania-y. Because it will be like you go to an area and then with the minimap, it will tell you, hey, this way is available and this way is locked. Which will be like, hey, yellow area, like like a yellow partition section off the part of the map. It's available. Red thing. You don't have the ability to access that yet. And then you go through, run through everything. And then as soon as you get the power to unlock those other areas, then they turn green. And I actually spent a good six hours the other day just backtracking for the last lightsaber pieces I needed. Yeah. And so you're just like, run, so you're just running around um, finding shit. Uh, there are like hidden chests in each area. Uh, with the map actually tracking how many chests are in each area, as well as the secrets you found, because another like force ability that because another force ability that our boy has is that he can um, like sense the past of objects. So like he finds like ruins or a corpse or like an object or something, he can just go like hmm, and then he gets and then he gets the equivalent of an audio log. 
Which, which, hey, they figured out a way to incorporate audio logs. Yeah, I will give them that. They were like, all right, we need to, we need to incorporate audio logs because we're a video game. How do we do that? I don't know, Force Ghosts? I don't know why I'm recording these audio logs. I mean, it's not like anyone will ever eventually listen to them. Yeah, it actually found a way to, like, in storyline, justify the existence of audio logs. And, like, some of them actually give you, like, useful hints. Yeah, I have like a lot of them are just here's some lore, but some of them give you useful hints. I have listened to none of them. Well, I think I think like in almost every area, I'm like over halfway finding all the chests and all of the uh, and all of like uh, what is it audio like audio things? But I've listened to none four of them. Four echoes. Yeah, four echoes. That's what they're called. <laughs> But no, yeah, like, like, and so the, the way that it's the way that it's like Soulsborne is like you know it's a it is a get good game where you can just get fucking you can just get your titty slapped off by fucking nothing. Uh, you earn skill points like you, you earn you earn essentially like XP for killing things, which then gets you skill points. But then when you get killed, you lose all that stuff, and they get it back. You have to kill the monster that killed you. I can't count how many times I got eaten by those giant frogs. Yeah, the one that like really fucked me up, because. It's honestly kind of deceptive because you start out just mainly fighting stormtroopers and like small animals. But the stormtroopers, you can fucking one hit kill those guys. Yeah, they're fun to fight. Yeah, because you know being stormtroopers are the best. Because you know fight. being a force user, you're able to deflect laser blasts. So dude shoots at you. As long as you like time it right, you can you can just like deflect back the shot, and then it'll instantly kill the guy who you're fighting. And you also have a parry where, with like the regular ground troopers, if you parry their attack at the right time, you can then one hit insta kill them. Kind of like a Sekiro. Just wreck their day. Yeah, and so and then with a lot of the, like the smaller animals, it's like hey, two hits and they're dead. Like they can fuck you up, yeah, but they also are like fucking weak as hell. And then I found the first optional boss, which was like that fucking massive. Uh, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, I don't remember. I don't remember its fucking name, but it was like the massive like lizard that kind of looked like a turd with legs. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That thing killed me like twice on my first playthrough because I was just I was so caught off guard by it. Yeah, I found that thing. The name and t- the name and health bar came up, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm gonna die!" Died in two hits. I was like, "All right, well, not going that way again." Uh, the bonfire. You mean I have to go that way? Yeah. Uh, the bonfires are like just you know, f- force sensitive areas that you meditate on. Mm-hmm. BD one just sits there watching you. Yeah, he just sits there, just staring. He's such a cute little guy, especially like, um, you unlock customization. You unlock customization for uh, what's his face? Your hero. You yeah. unlock customization Cow. for BD one. And you un- unlock a uh, customization for uh, your lightsaber. And your ship. Which, I never customize my ship. <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, yeah, and that's an option. Woo. I yeah. barely see it. Yeah, because all of the chests, like pretty much all of the chests, with very few exception, are customization options. It's like hey, like it's it's like hey, it'll it'll give you a new like projector, new handle, new whatever for your lightsaber. It'll give you like new material to make your like clothes out of for Cal. I believe it's his name. A lightsaber uh, colors. I haven't gotten any colors yet. So far, I only have green, blue, and then because I got like some special edition or whatever, the orange. 
Maybe which, maybe the colors are just given to you. Which I, am, I have a bunch of colors. I am refusing to play with any premium content because fuck that shit. Even though it's cosmetic? Yep. Okay. I don't want to, even in spirit, support the idea of premium content. Okay, Dad. <laughs> you have your you have your Star Wars hill, I have my hill. Fair. <laughs> But yeah, like it's the game. The game was like a lot of fun. Like, like getting, like, like getting all, like get, actually getting good. This I'm starting to like get with this game. Kind of why people are really into like the Bloodborne and this and like the Dark Souls stuff. But this is a bit more accessible because you know it has those like difficulty options. Where like there's Pansy mode, which is the first difficulty option. Yeah. Like I'm not even sure it's like really possible to like lose a fight unless you really bork it up on the lowest difficulty setting. Yeah, like 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 there's actually the funny thing. They actually have uh like bars essentially to to show like how like what things are because it'll be like hey like one is like parry timing. How much damage you do, how much damage the enemy does, parry timing. Yeah, it, it's it's those three bars essentially. And then depending on which option you choose, one of those bars is more filled than the others. And as I get further down, like the parry timing gets lower, the the like difficult the uh damage you do gets lower, but the damage the enemy do gets higher. And like this is kind of a really great like counterpoint to every person saying, like every one of the fucking assholes who were like, you can put easy mode Dark Souls and let the casuals in, because that is an the opinion. Casuals people have. are the ones who pay for the games. <sighs> like that's one been one of my, that's one of the only reasons I've never gotten into Dark Souls really is just because of the people who are just like yeah you can't have an easy mode you got to get good just like no I want to enjoy the game to an extent to a very very slim extent I understand where they're coming from but Having more people can only mean a good, can like only be a good thing for a game like Dark Souls because Dark Souls has been so uncompromising in what it is mm-hmm. that like while the easy mode would technically be a compromise, it would also open the gate for more people, and then and like that way and like that way like it gets more people in who then have the opportunity to actually get good, which can only then like, part of getting good is practicing, yeah. It's like it's like with everything. If you if you can do it, if you can do it well, you can do it poorly. So you have to be able to do it poorly first, or have access to the research resources to be able to do the hours of research. Which to be fair, which to be fair with YouTube, it. that like the internet has all that shit. But like theoretical work can only get you so far if you're in game trash. If you don't have the reflexes because you've never played. Yes, a baby mode is not the worst thing to happen in to Dark Souls. It would it would probably be a great thing, and this game kind of serves an example of that. Like, I do not know what the Dark Souls community thinks of Jedi Fallen Order because I haven't looked into it. Because why the fuck would I look at the opinion of Dark Souls fans? <laughs> oh, and this is one of the reasons why we're friends, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that would be something because I I've been really enjoying this game. I have been having a lot of fun, like just kind of juking around opponents, like building out 
building everything, building out like the skill tree because it's a skill tree. Uh, it's kind of it's divided up into I believe survivability, combat, and force. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Where it is like get more health and more ability stuff. Uh, get like you know new attacks because because also like a combo with system the, involved with your in this. lightsaber. Yeah, get new attacks with your lightsaber. Yeah, it's it's combo system, which is your primary way of dealing damage. Yeah, it's it's combo system. It like it like you know increases your parry time. It will let you do um, it, it'll do like new heavy attacks. It'll do like new combos where you can like you know you can like light attack, pause, light attack again, dash attacks, uh, and then force stuff is just is just like as you unlock force abilities through the story, you can then upgrade those abilities because you can't unlock any new force abilities from uh, the from the skill tree itself. Yeah, all force abilities are narratively driven. Yeah. Which is probably the better way to do it, and that is and that is also the you know the uh, the Metroidvania part of things, where new story beats come up, you get a new ability, which lets you go back and unlock new things from old planets, and those new things are largely cosmetic, with the exception of you can occasionally in those chests find um, health stims, which is your you know Estus flasks, which then increase the number of those you are actually able to carry around with you. And they recharge whenever you rest. And uh, BD1 is the one who carries your health stims and gives them to you. Yeah. So he's even, he's useful and adorable. Yeah. You also also scan the environments, a thing in this, more Metroidvania stuff, where you can just like scan, um, where anytime you, anytime you encounter a new enemy, you can scan the corpse of an enemy that you killed in order to learn more about its lore, as well as some of its attack patterns and weaknesses because every there's enemy, no like damage bonus effects or anything like that yeah, which not, I, you see in a lot of rpgs yeah not, nothing like that it will like, just say, it'll just say like hey these guys are resistant these guys are resistant to the force tough exterior more resistant to uh fucking lightsabers than normal Essent- your best bet is praying yeah essentially just like you know combat tips to help you fight the monsters because while you do get new force powers you're largely using the same abilities throughout the entire game to fight everything. While you do get like new, while you do get like new stuff add on add on to your base abilities, the base abilities are the game. Which I do like. I do like that. Like it's having having your you know your damage be fixed, having well, not necessarily damage fixed, but like having like not instead of like going through your damage your damage can go up. Yeah, but, the tree. but it's not like you're not like specking equipment. Yeah. While there changing are t- your lightsaber does nothing other than change how it looks. Yeah. While there are skill builds, there is no like there is no like fucking like 19 page guide going into your fucking armor build. You, you'd need to get the tritillium plate in order to uh, counteract this specific force troopers abilities. Yada yada. Also, that's another fucking thing. Like, how many? It's like, there are only two Sith at any time. Hey, he's... <laughs> uh, at least it's not the Force Unleashed. I have an army of Jedi clones. <laughs> yeah, all that fucking shit. Like, fuck, man. Oh, man. We've eliminated the Force users in the galaxy. Now all that's left is me, Darth Vader, and all these secret people we never use in the movies because... Shut up. 
We we had story beats, damn it. <laughs> yes. I was too busy using my force powers to take their force powers to build my army of star destroyers beneath the ice. Well, Man, the movies got stupid. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking Star Wars. But at least it's maintaining the tradition of, all right, you go to one planet. There is one point of interest on it. Nothing else. And there is one terrain type. Yes. Nothing else. What are biomes? What are cities? My favorite thing, my favorite thing about Star Wars is the difference between a Star Wars campaign and a sailing campaign is the color of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> That's all Star Wars is. Star Wars is just, hey, we're going to go to this planet that's actually just one island. Don't worry. Don't question it. Like It is, it shows just a astounding lack of creativity. Lack of thought. Well, yeah, lack of creativity for like, in, in like, you know, the base concept. Because the reason that they're still doing that isn't because... The reason that the reason that they're doing that isn't like a new thing. That's been that that's been that way since Star Wars was started. Yep. Yeah, Tatooine is the desert planet with Mos Eisley, and that's it. Fucking. Dick. At least they eventually came up with an excuse for why it's a desert planet. It's it's not um, my problem isn't even the desert planet thing. Like fuck, man, Arrakis, whatever. My problem with it is, like, hey, welcome to Tatooine. There's Mos Eisley. There's Luke's house and, and the rest uh, of the planet. Else. <laughs> uh. That's my issue. They could have all yeah. these like they could have all these like expansive fucking cultures out there or like come up with an excuse as to why they're only able to exist in like these small confined fucking areas. But they don't. They just go, OK, here's a planet. What is it? It's this. What's on it? This one town. We're done. I mean, in the KOTOR games, at least in the, I want to say, second one, it might have been the first one, you do get to explore more of Tatooine in that you go to a different port. I think you go to Tatooine. Man, it's been a long time since I'm, I'm going to play some uh, KOTOR again. I'm going to play some <laughs> KOTOR. I'm going to play some Cyberpunk and KOTOR once this recording's done. <sighs> yeah, and so that is, so yeah, since, since, you know, fucking George Lucas did that. Or whoever the fuck wrote those movies, because I think like George Lucas was so loosely involved in the actual creative process. Because like everyone else fucking wrote and directed those movies. <laughs> <sighs> but anyway, that's why the new movies have kept doing it because. Because back in the day, George was like, right, so we're going to have one, we're going to have one type of biome on each planet, it's going to have one city, and then in the future, everyone's like, fucking sick, no work, let's go, dude. <laughs> Make it as easy as possible. Kathleen Kennedy's back there just fucking lighting cigars with $100 bills. Man, those obsessive nerds keep buying into this. Yeah, yes, like I am one of them. <laughs> it's like, hey, let's, let's make a fucking bust in their pants again. Hey, let's make a fucking, I don't know. How about a lightsaber? But it's round. Oh my god, my brain's exploded. <laughs> Can it spin? Oh, I want it. Oh, hell yeah, can't brother. I must buy seven models. Hey, how about this? It's a lightsaber, but it looks like a scimitar. I actually don't own a lightsaber. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. That actually surprises me. I don't own a lightsaber. I have always been of the opinion that they're either too cheaply made to be worth buying or, or too expensive, too expensive to, be worth to, be worth to be worth my time. <laughs> uh, no, what you got to do is you got to pay like 200 bucks to get to Disneyland and go to Galaxy's Edge. It's like a Build-A-Bear See, work. I, it's like a Build-A-Bear workshop, but for lightsabers. I've actually been considering making my own lightsaber hilt and then making a rapier to put in the hilt because the lightsaber is basically just a rapier. <laughs> oh. oh, great. Now you've, said, now you've put it out in the universe and now I can only think it's a matter of time before we see, before we see someone in the fucking Star Wars 3 universe with a basket hilt. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard light typing, and I was like, oh, you fucker. <laughs> I'm looking it up to see if someone's done it already. Uh, yes, you see, it was Count Morlag from the planet of Yustafar. He was the ancient Sith warrior who believed in honor. He was killed in 98, the fucking ABY or whatever. Yeah, I'm not seeing any that, like, I'm not seeing any in a quick search. Uh, but just, I have found a hilt design that totally looks like it could have been like for a lights use for a lightsaber later on. Uh, just fu- uh, just, just fucking wait, the like, like the like one of the next fucking movies is they're going to show that lightsaber, and then next thing you know, there's going to be a page of Wikipedia that's nine thousand words long. Yeah, probably. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. There's a video out there. By Red Letter Media, which is just which is two members of Red Letter Media just sitting down as one of them reads off the Darth Vader Wikipedia page and just they both laugh at it. Are we done making fun of one of my favorite uh, properties yet? Yes. Jedi Fallen Order is a very good game. I will be playing more of it. I have been enjoying it, yes. Cave. So, um... The first game that I want to talk about is one that my wife is absolutely obsessed with. Um, she loves it to bits, and she re- she's the reason that I played it recently, because she just beat it and was like, oh man, you should beat it, and I was like, fine. So I got through most of it, and then stopped playing, because it's a puzzle game, and I got bored of it. Okay. Uh, it's Ghost Trick, the Phantom Detective. I... Or, as my wife calls it, the Tale of the Immortal Kitty Cat. <laughs> I have been wanting to play this game since I heard it, since I saw it announced. Like, that was back when I had a DS or of any kind. And I was like, yes, I want to fucking get this game. And nowhere locally was able to fucking get it in stock. We actually have it on the iPad. Um, and the, like, I, uh, okay. So you, you're like, the game starts and you die. Yes. And your spirit, like, you are a ghost that has, like, two major abilities. Um, you, you can trick objects so you can move things around and activate them and shit. And you can, um, God, my brain just turned off. And you can go back in time to when someone died so that you can try and stop their death. You know, Thus, ghosts and their time travel abilities. Yeah, thus affecting their future and saving people you care about. At one point, another character dies, a dog named Missile, who is the most adorable, like, thing in the universe. 
Missile dies. You go back in time and save Missile, but Missile's spirit somehow is still able to help you. So you now have two ghosts that both have different tricks because each spirit has a different power for reasons. Yeah, missile for, can for swap uh, like missile can swap two objects of a similar shape. Um, and it it it's it's a trip and a half because with all the time travel, the reason I stop is because I get confused. But with all the time travel, I just get fucking lost. <laughs> like yeah, just, just like from the description of it, it seems like the time it seems like the time travel thing is solely there for there to be a video game. Yeah, uh I could I could definitely see that. Though I think like part like the time travel is actually an effective part of the story. Um like you need to be able to time travel to fix certain things. And it I can't talk much about it because it's a puzzle game, but it's a puzzle game with a great story, and it's a story that I think you should experience for yourself. Also, I don't think you mentioned—I ha- don't think you mentioned the main character's name. His name is Sissel. Yeah, his name is Sissel. So it's Sissel um, and Missile. Yes, it is Sissel and Missile. I'd never caught that until you just did that. <laughs> We're like, oh yes, it's Sissel and Missile. <laughs> I never caught that until you just mentioned it. God damn it. But like part of it is you've got to like unconvict a guy who's been convicted and given the death sentence. And it's, it's really complicated and really, really good. Yeah. So the game Um, came out uh, like 2010, 2011 was put on out on iOS in February 2012. Which is how my wife and I have it. It's one of the easiest ways to access it because it's digital. You just download it from the App Store. However, if you say, don't own any Apple products, you're fucked. Yeah. Unless you down, unless you like find one of those here, this, this allows you to emulate an Apple uh, platform so that you can download iOS games onto your computer. Or just do it for the DS. That too. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the reason the reason actually I was so fucking like interested in this game when it came out was because it was the Ace Attorney guy. Yeah, it's from the same people that did Ace Attorney. Yeah. Um, not even from the, not, not just from the same people. The so this game was like lead development. He also served as the director and the main writer. Shu uh, Shu Takumi, um, or I guess Shu Takumi. He created the Ace Attorney games. So it is from the same director. Yeah, and it it shows. Like, the guy is good at storytelling. Because I also just recently started playing through Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney again. Um, I'm at the fourth case, I want to say. Okay. I want to say fourth case. Um, and, like... I love the characters in Ghost Trick. I love all of the characters in Ghost Trick, including, like, Sissel, who you're controlling, because he's got such a great personality, and all of the characters in the game have really interesting personalities. And there's this weird chicken restaurant that I want to go to, because it looks really fun and cool. And he's... This guy is... the, the This guy is really good at creating 
people and places that I'm interested in. He's also really good at writing assholes that I want to see die. Yeah. And there is not a case in Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, that I don't want to see the bad guy get severely punished. Because, <laughs> like, and, like, I don't think uh, in Ace Attorney there's any victims that I'm like, yeah, that motherfucker deserved it. Eh, maybe one. No. Yeah, like, as you progress, I, I, don't, I don't remember, like, a whole lot of Ace Attorney 1 just because it's been years since I played it last. I think I last played it on my fourth DS. Well, in uh, Ace Attorney 1, our villains are um, uh, Mr. Saw, Saw It, a, uh, yeah, the, a the, um, the professional witness, a housebreaker who's like, oh, I'm a witness. Oh, that's, all this, yeah. that's all that happened there. My name is um, Saw It, not Did It. Red, white of blue corp. Like <laughs> a more obvious, haha, we're making fun of Americans. Can you get? Um, uh, third case was man. I love America. Evil, unlike America, an evil mafioso like movie producer who killed her, killed the guy she was blackmailing because he was going to kill her. And that's the one case I'm a little iffy on. Um, and then the last one, like I can't remember distinctly who did it. But I was do that remember Shelley DeKiller? Really hating. No, Shelley DeKiller is in one of the later games. Okay, Shelley DeKiller is in one of the later games. Oh right, um, that, all right. That, the final case in uh, like Ace Attorney One isn't that where like you go up against uh, like Von Karma, Edgeworth's teacher to to, to uh, protect Edgeworth, Manfred Von Karma. That's his fucking name. One of the most like like cool customers that you like you get. Oh man! Yeah. Also, the most like also the most like the most like cartoonishly evil prosecutor. <laughs> oh yeah, no, like he is like he might as well name change his name to I am Z Villain. Yeah, he he <laughs> like, ve- he very much like openly and proudly states that he fucking forges evidence to get his convictions. <sighs> Doesn't he say it like in court in front of the judge? Uh no. I don't think so. It seems but, like the thing Manfred would do. Yeah, it does seem like something Manfred would do. And the judge would be like, oh, that's weird. Anyway, moving on. Because the judge is a fucking smooth brain. <laughs> the judge is useless. Oh, I, I love him yeah. to bits, cause he, but he's like that absent-minded grandpa who really shouldn't have a job anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know what his, I mean? His decision-making process is to agree with the last thing a person said. Unless someone interrupts more forcefully. Yeah. It's like, hey, I think this guy did it. Well, okay, then. No, I think this guy did it. Fuck, okay, then. Or they threaten him physically. <laughs> he's a terrible He's a terrible judge because he never stops. Like, people will whip the shit out of him. And he'll just be like, well, I guess I'll just have to accept that. And I'm like, no, you're the judge. Yeah, hold him, fucking- hold him in contempt. Throw them out of the courtroom. Don't let them threaten you. Have your bailiff. You're fucking, the one with all the power here. Have your bailiff ba- barrel through the goddamn prosecutor stand and smack that fuck through the audience. Just have it turn into a fucking WWE no holds barred match. There, there was nothing more like vindicating for me in the first game so far than the moment where Red White broke down. <laughs> Because I hate people like him. People who are like, yeah, I control the world because uh, I'm a shitbag who manipulates other people. 
Yeah, what's up? I have money. You're going to deal. Oh. Who's ready to get this but, cash? Oh. But, like... Like, both of these games have such great story beats, characters, just everything about them I love. I just thoroughly enjoy everything about these games. Yeah. There's a reason. And I highly recommend them to anyone who's mildly interested. There is a reason I bought a console every time any one of these games came out. Just every time, like... I would just have a DS. I'd play Ace Attorney. Then I would had not have anything else to play with it, so I'd sell it. The new Ace Attorney game would, get, would come out, and then I'd buy another DS. There's a reason I had. There's a reason I've had like five of them throughout my life. Fucking love Ace Attorney. Yeah, Ace Attorney is great, and I highly recommend Ghost Trick. Um, I very much recommend finding a way to play it if you have to borrow a friend's iPad. To like buy it and then your friend can have it. <laughs> like once you've beaten it, do it because it is a good game and it is a game that I believe should be supported so that the creators know we want more like it. Like just that that I can't say enough positive about it, but I can't put words together to say more things that are positive about it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. We have been podcasting for like a decade. I never said I was good at it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have been podcasting and discussing our thoughts on media. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, anything else I'm playing? Uh, Well, I do have a question. Who's your favorite character from uh, Phoenix Wright? (sighs) Oh. Uh, probably Gumshoe. Gumshoe? I, I like Gumshoe. I like dogs. <laughs> yeah, Gumshoe's essentially a gorilla in a... Gumshoe's essentially a fucking gorilla in, a, in, a, in like an overcoat with the mind of a dog. Just like he sees anybody he remembers. Oh, hey there, bud. My favorite, like, I'm, I'm, I'm very wishy-washy. I'm very wishy-washy when it comes to picking a favorite character. But like, I've got a top three. Okay. Um. Um. And is this from the entire? Is this from the entirety of Ace Attorney, or just from those first three games? From the entirety of Phoenix, right? Okay. Um. The first one, like, I love Maya. She's just such a fun character. And like she she's like she's the soul of the team. Without her, you don't have the team. Yeah. Quite literally sometimes, because you need Mia back. Yeah. <laughs> um second is Francesca von Karma. Okay. I really like her whole conceit as a character, and I like how she grows over the course of her game. Yeah. Um and then the final one, I really love Winston Payne. <laughs> I, I, I know he's there as a joke, but I love him. He's such a, he's such a, he, he's such oh. a wounded puppy. 
This fucker. He is such he is such a wounded puppy. He is such a oh, I'm gonna lose again, aren't I? Oh god. Why do I ever accept these cases? That's why I'm losing my hair. Fuck. <laughs> like I, And when you get to see him as a young, confident prosecutor <laughs> like in one of the later games, there's some flashback nonsense. Well, that's the fun um, thing. But you get to see him as a young, con- confident prosecutor who then gets destroyed. And he's just like, oh, why? Well, no, so that's so the, funny. Yeah. So that's the fun thing. Him as a young, confident prosecutor, that was him at age 49. At 49, oh. he had a fucking pompadour and was like, fuck yeah, dude. He still had like the goddamn widow's peak, but it was a widow's peak with some fucking girth to it. And then age 52, he is in the first game. And then when he has lost all his hair and gone full skullet. <laughs> uh, skullet. He, yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, a skullet is... It, so a mullet is business up front, party in the back, which is like, you know, respectable short hair up front and then just like long, ridiculous hair out the back. A skullet is the back part, ridiculous hair from a mullet, but you're bald. So, you know, it's a choice. I also love the breakdown reactions that you get in those games. Yeah. She's just like, oh, I've lost. And like, Mr. Saw it is probably the best from the first game so far <laughs> in that he rips his hair off and throws it in your face. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's wearing an obvious toupee. It's just, it's so much fun. It is, these games are an absolute blast, an absolute yeah. joy to play. And, and, and so, so I just looked it up and apparently... Uh, the t- the the case where Winston Payne is introduced with the skullet is in the case called Turnabout Trump. Oh Lord! Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> just uh, like Dad has bought three consoles, or how many consoles have you bought now to play these games? Uh, like, I bought I've bought the original trilogy four times, like three regular DSs, a Wii, and three three DSs. I have bought the original trilogy four times. Yeah, like I wouldn't keep buying I wouldn't like keep buying it if it wasn't for the fact that Nintendo in their infinite wisdom locks locks fucking Nintendo accounts to consoles. Well, now with the Switch you can transfer your account. Yeah, with the Switch, but I already fucking sold the Switch. <laughs> I was like, all right, I played every game I want to on it, and everything else is coming out for it. Doesn't look interesting. I mainly use it to watch YouTube now. You can use YouTube on the Switch? I think so. I did. I think I did. Did I? I remember trying to get YouTube on my Switch and just not being able to find the, like, not being able to find it in the App Store. Huh. Anyway, whatever. YouTube is on Switch. Cool. I'll have to install it. <laughs> yeah. So, anything else? Uh, no, that's all I've been playing. I highly recommend everything I've been playing, but that's all I've played. All right, then. So, that does what we've been playing then. On to news, because there is some. And then a lot of it is just, hey, there's a new game coming out. What? Well, I say new. 
of of the things I looked up, it is one new game and three updates. Woo! Updates or re-releases or like remasters or whatever. Uh, but the first one, bit of actual news. So this is a neat story. So, um, Grand Theft Auto Online. It is not exactly a polished game because among other things, the game for some days will just not work and they will have loading times in the multiple minutes and all kinds of shit that makes the game borderline unplayable. Until recently, when a modder called Tost, which is T-0-S-T, uploaded a fix to GitHub which claimed to slash the game's loading times by up to 70%. Wow. And with that release... Let me guess, it got immediately pulled down because of, like, a cease and desist or something. No. So not only did they release the mod, they also explained what they did so that... They also explained what they did and offered advice to how to implement that to Rockstar. Rockstar didn't really talk for a while. Like we just kind of saw on it, and then speaking to PC Gamer, said that uh, so that uh, Toast did in fact reveal an aspect of the game code related to load times for the PC version of GTA Online that could be improved. So not only did they like admit, yeah they yeah they did good they they fixed it right. They also took his fucking um, took his shit from the update, released a new patch for the game that implemented the fix itself in every version of the game, so you didn't have to download the patch, and then paid Toast ten thousand dollars. Nice. That's the most important part, in my opinion. Yes. Like, person deserves money for their work. Yeah, so within the uh, notes for the patch, uh, they actually thanked Tost, like, by, you know, screen name for his contributions, and then paid him $10,000 through their bug bounty program, which is primarily reserved for, like, security and privacy issues found in online games, but according to Tost, this was an exception. So, yeah, just a feel-good story about, hey, I found something wrong with your game, and the company was like, yeah, good job. Here's some money. That's the right response, Nintendo. <laughs> I think Nintendo's just That's salty. That's the response you should have, EA. Yeah. I think Nintendo's just salty because people keep coming out with games that are sequels to their old games that are better than any of the sequels they made to their games. That's how you should handle things. Other game company that I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> anyway, um... So, the new game that was announced, uh, Square Enix had their had a uh, press conference, a spring showcase, not too long ago, where they showed off some of their games, none of which really interested me. But then the one that did, primarily because of, primarily because I played the first game through its entirety as a as a let's play, so I kind of feel like I had to pay attention to this franchise now. Uh, the new Life is Strange game. Mm. Yeah, so this is a new Life is Strange game uh, being developed by Deck 9 as opposed to the previous uh, two entries, which was developed by Dauntnod. Um, Deck 9 made the Life is Strange before the Storm prequel. So you know, that is something new. Uh, they released a trailer for the game. It is called Life is Strange True Colors. And it is, in the game you play as a girl named Alex who moves to a um, small town with her brother. And everyone's like, hey, everyone's like, hey, welcome. This is a small town. You know, the sense of community up in the fucking Rockies or whatever the fuck they are. Then her brother dies. And by community, we mean racism. Um, 
Not really. I mean, she's Asian, and no one's like, hey, get the fuck out of here. Ah, so it's not realistic at all. <laughs> yeah, it's the idealized small town. It's what people think small towns are like. Oh, yeah, her brother dies, and then she begins using her power of... Uh, I'm trying to think of the actual name for it. Um, because I because I think the actual name for it is just psychometry. Em- well, no, it's just empathy. She's an empath. No, no, I was try- I've been tr- I've been trying to think about what uh, Star Wars boys' power is called. You know, the Force Echoes thing. Psychometry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, she's an empath. She like she, whenever I can whenever feel pe- your feelings. Yeah, whenever people feel emotions, they like develop this like colored aura around them. Then she can like, like then she can experience that like go into their memories and see what is making them feel that way. Can um can manipulate like strong elements, strong emotions in others. And if the emotion is too powerful, it can just overtake her. And so Lovely. she is going to be using these abilities to try to figure out what the fuck happened to her brother. And also, unlike every other installment in the fucking Life is Strange series, this is not episodic. This is going to be, uh, the game comes out on September 10th, here is the entire game. Hmm, cool. Yeah, which feels like the correct move. Like, episodic games were neat for a while, but people have started abusing that. Where it's like, alright, episode one is out. Episode two will be out. Eventually. Once you've paid us enough. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> let's be completely honest here. And yeah, so Life is Strange 1 is a game that I enjoyed while playing it, but have since kind of worsened my opinion of it as time has gone on. Just like from the dialogue to the voice acting to some of the characterization. Like in the game, I in the game I was very much a like you know ride or die for Chloe, but that was mainly because I felt bad for her. Like to the point where I just like literally, I I I was the guy who killed the town. Mm. Like I know, like the correct ending was Chloe was always meant to die, and this is just the universe trying to correct itself, like overcorrect it, so you need to let her die, but. Fuck that town. Fuck that noise. <laughs> and I feel like I, I feel like in the end I made the right decision considering that after a F like a category five hurricane, they are able to drive down the main street of the town unimpeded. Yeah. Having lived through those, that's not how that works. Yeah. If you're able to drive through the path of a tornado without running into anything worse than some lumber on the road, Oh, man, that stick's going to really slow down our travel. Like, there were still buildings standing. It wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, you know, oh, yeah, we were able to drive out over the fucking, like, remains of the town. It was, yeah, a couple of walls got blown down, but every structure was still standing on the main road, which was on the coast, which was directly in the path of the tornado. Yeah, if anyone died, it's because they got raptured. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, and actually, one thing I will say, um, when the tornado begins to hit, um, every death is caused by either human stupidity or your own in- or your own interference. Cool. <laughs> like, Sounds and, like sorry, the town deserves sorry, it. <laughs> every death we see. Sounds like the town deserves it, then. Yeah, it's a dog shit town. 
It's like, yeah, Chloe's mom. Yeah, she'll probably be she'll probably be somewhat dead, but like the diner she was in was still standing. Didn't explode, wasn't on fire, it was just there. So yeah, I I do not feel bad making the decision to fuck that town. The when prequel, you have superpowers, sometimes you get to be selfish. Yes, the prequel I never played because the prequel felt entirely superfluous and not needed because it was a backstory of Chloe, how she kind of got to know Rachel, but it's a game where you make choices and then you are given a character whose, whose choices are all set in stone. Yeah, you gotta love those. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like it's like in it's like in Life is Strange proper. It's like yeah, me and Rachel had this plan like eventually get out of here, move to L.A. and then before the storm, you have the choice. Where do you want to go? New York or L.A.? New York. Oh, I really want to go to L.A. Well, if that's what you want, exactly. That's the fucking thing. It's what I kind of hate. It's that's kind of the thing that really fucked over a lot of the Telltale games for me, because like with The Walking Dead, it was you were playing an original character. While, yes, you did interact with one or two pre-existing characters, the original character, you were able to shape their story. But then with something like The Wolf Among Us, I couldn't not think like Bigby. Hmm. I was not sitting there going, all right, what do I want to make? What choice do I want to make in this in this instant? The, ch- the option was, like, what I was sitting there thinking was, what choice would Bigby make in this decision? Same thing with Batman. See, I never understood the whole conceit of, oh, these are choice-driven games. No, they're point-and-click adventures. Yeah. They're point-and-click adventure games. Why are you trying to pretend like you have this complex narrative like that's going on in the background? All yeah. I'm doing is changing one word that gets said at some point. Yeah, the complex narrative is you end up in one of three paths. Woo. Yeah. But yeah, so like, oh, and yeah, yeah, so before the storm was kind of whatever, and then Life is Strange 2, I never got into. Like, I saw a bunch of the fucking, uh, like, stuff for it. I followed, I followed a little bit of the release, but then when, uh, like, the Adventures of Captain Spirit blue screened my computer, I was like, yeah, I'm good. But this one, like, I, I don't know. It may, might just be because the power is empathy. I think empaths are neat. And seeing I think how empaths can be neat when done right. I'm, I'm just I'm just saying like em- empathy as the power is neat. Like I'm not saying the story will be neat because it is about an empath. I'm saying that No, I agree I agree with you. Like it's it's one of those lesser used powers that when done right can be very very interesting to see to see used. Yeah, and like it's and, and like one thing I will say that I have that I will give appreciation to the Life is Strange series as a whole, they haven't taken the easy option out of just giving everyone the same power. Because I believe in like Life is Strange two, in Life is Strange two, a you are playing as the character who didn't have the power because the person who had the power was your younger brother. And his power was telekinesis. Cool. And so, yeah, like as a concept, taking taking like, hey, you're playing a game. You have, you are not the person with the power. The person with the power is a fucking 12-year-old. And it's your job to essentially raise him 
as a person and tried to teach him that try to teach him right and wrong from using his powers. And that's neat. That is a that is something that while seen before is something that we haven't really seen in video games before because video games are all about, hey, you have the power. You are the hero. Your decisions matter. Yeah, and so now taking a power that and now, now taking a power that you don't see pretty much ever in video games and having it be a story about like you and having it be like you trying to use this very underutilized power to solve a murder mystery. Oh, you're solving neat. a murder mystery? Oh, that sounds awesome. I'm watching a let's yeah, your, play of this. Yeah, your brother died. <laughs> I didn't I figured he just died. I didn't figure there was a murder mystery. I'm involved. assuming it's a murder mystery because no one knows how the fuck he died. I am watching a let's play of this. this and since and since you know you have the power to dive into people's memories based on their emotions, you start talking about your brother. Oh, they're being angry. Why are they angry? Let me dive into their fucking emotions and then you fucking like learn something about your brother that pissed them off, thus making them a suspect. Or it's like, hey, they're hey, they're inordinately sad about this. What the fuck's up with that? Or hey, why is this person happy my brother's dead? A lot of this is me speculating. A lot of this is me like throwing shit at the wall about what I would like to see in this game. I do not know if this will be in the game, but it is neat. It is things to think about, which is more than I can say really about Life is Strange 2. Because Life is Strange 2 was all about yo immigrants. <laughs> Like I'm not kidding. The oh, the inciting incident is a cop showing up and threatening and shooting your dad because your dad was a because your dad was you and your you and your fucking family were Hispanic and a white guy was like, "Hey, that guy was mean to my kid." And wow. The cop was like, and the cop was like, "All right, you moved aggressively." Blap. And then your brother explodes. Up until the brother exploding, that sounded un- sadly depressingly realistic. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. So anyway, Life is Strange, True Colors. Because I'm the name. That's the name. Life is Strange, True Colors true. is going to be launching on September 10th for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S, and Stadia. Remember Stadia? No. Don't worry, no one does. It's the Google Plus of game platforms. I know what Stevia is. <laughs> that right? <laughs> Is it sad that that's not even really a joke? (laughs) (sighs) Anyway. Moving on from there into the remasters and re-releases of stuff. Uh, So, Disco Elysium, the final cut. is going to be coming out on March 30th for PlayStation, PC, and Stadia. Uh, For those who know, Disco Elysium came out in 2019. It is a, it is a, like, adventure RPG where you're playing as an amnesiac detective in a world with like, in like this fucking fantasy sci-fi world. I'm not sure. I haven't played the game yet in but a world filled with amnesiacs and you pilot a giant rock. Sorry. Sorry. That was big. Oh, sorry. All I know is that you are a detect. You are a detective with amnesia. Who's in the middle of a murder case. And it was the game of the year that year for most people. <gasps> Yes, the game came out in 2019, and then the final cut is coming out, uh, like I said, March 30th. Uh, it will have the original game in its entirety, as well as full voice acting for the entire cast of characters, including expanded language options with full controller customization and a brand new set of quests set in an entirely new environment. If you played the game on PC, the final cut will be a free update when it is released, but then for uh, 
PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and Stadia users, it will be a brand new purchase. And then the, and then the game will also be coming out, uh, this, the final cut will also be coming to Xbox and Switch consoles in the summer. I bought this game as part of the like winter sale, and I haven't even installed it yet. <laughs> because the first game I installed was Yakuza Like a Dragon, and since both these games are RPGs, I don't want to double dip on RPGs because I will end up losing myself in one of them. When it comes to games like RPGs, and I want... double dipped and we were lost to the world. Yeah, when it comes to RPGs, I want to like put my entire focus into one of them and then just plow through that. Enjoy it, play it, but don't distract myself with other equally long, equally deep, equally complex RPGs. Speaking of complex, you know, because I like a dragon, my main weapon right now is a vibrator. Mm. Towards the end, my primary weapon in cyberpunk was a dildo. And not just any vibrator, it is one of those Hitachi wands that's the size of a baseball bat. Oh, dear God. Yep. I also. Giant tests that would be used to satisfy. Yep, uh, the reason it's my the reason it's my primary weapon is because it is quite literally the best statted weapon I can afford. Not even a joke. It I is, believe you. It is like plus six. It is, it is like sixteen power over everything else I can afford. I fully believe you, Dad. And that's probably the saddest part. Yeah. Uh, so next up, in terms of re-releases, uh, the Microsoft Store via listing on there has essentially announced that there will be an updated version of Ninja Gaiden coming soon. Ninja Gaiden Master Collection is the first Ninja Gaiden game, which is to say the first modern Ninja Gaiden game for PC at 4K with 60 FPS graphics, which is honestly will be one of the best ways to play that game. Woo! Yes, like I said, it was announced through. It was announced via the Microsoft Store. Well, revealed via the Microsoft Store. Um, and yeah, so um, apparently this is only. Apparently, this is currently only confirmed with these specs for the Xbox version. However, you know, PS4, PS5, as well as the PC port will probably have that same shit. Because why the fuck wouldn't they? Oh, we were too lazy to to do them for that one. Sorry. Yeah, uh, the Switch version, assuming there will be one, will not have 4K support because it's a Switch. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's so fucking true. Yeah. Uh, currently, the Master Collection is on track to be released on June 10th. So we still got a bit. So we still got a bit of time before that. Uh, things could change, but. Who knows? I kind of want to see how that goes. I I know Ninja Gaiden is a historically stupid hard game. Yeah. And as we have discussed on here previously with our talk of Jedi Fallen Order, neither We're of us are really fans of those. We're not good at games. We don't get good, son. Yeah, no, we just kind of get. We get frustrated. Yeah, we get got. So I guess we'll see how that goes. I predict neither of us will play it. <laughs> I will play it and be bad at it and then return it. That's my prediction. 
Uh, but yeah. Uh, and then finally, the thing I'm actually really looking forward to because I've been waiting because I have, I have actually like if you go through my like, fucking like Google history, you will see that I have Googled this a couple of times over the past couple of months. Uh, Crash Bandicoot Four: It's About Time is finally coming to PC. Whoa! I really wanted to play this game. It was like the last game that came out on PS4 that I wanted to play before I sold my PS4. Whoa! It'll be coming out. Yeah, <laughs> I have no enthusiasm for Crash Bandicoot. Fair. Um, I'm, like, not, and, I'm, I'm like, not gonna fucking sit here and Star Wars out over with it. it. I grew grew up with a PS2. So, like, I should have played Crash Bandicoot, but I didn't. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, look in a secret. I didn't either. I've never had any interest in any of the Crash Bandicoot games. Of course, I've never had any interest in those kind of platformy style games, just in general. Like, I never, I was never interested in any of the main series Mario games. Uh, never wanted to play Spyro. Just none of it ever appealed to me. They didn't appeal to me though. Like not Mario, because Mario is a Mario is essentially Mickey Mouse with a mustache. It's a me, Mickey Mario. Wahoo! Buy my shit. Yes. Please help me. My soul is being crushed by an evil corporation. I want to go into the public domain. Mario can't go into the public domain yet, can he? Uh, probably at some point back in the day, because he's been around since, like, what, the 80s? Yeah, but I think it's like a 72-year thing for characters before they go into public domain. Mickey should have been in the public domain, like, ten times by now. Oh, yeah, Mickey, Mickey should have been in the public domain fucking way long ago. But then Disney was like, hey, what if no? Hey, what if we gave you money? You it's could like, buy a pool. It's like, hey there, congressman. I bought all these people to suck your dick. How about putting Mickey Mouse back in our hands? That's a good congressman. And the, and the congressman's like, hmm, they seem a bit old. Those are pedophile jokes. Haha. <laughs> anyway, the only thing bomb about this is that it's coming out via Battle.net. Via what? Battle.net, which is the Blizzard Division storefront. Oh, yeah, that's a thing, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is the thing where you buy the Call of Duty and the World of Warcraft and the Overwatch. And the, that's it. Oh, the Starcraft. Forgot about the Starcraft. Korea, I am sorry. <laughs> no one from Korea is listening to this. I think one guy is. No, that's just his um, his VPN. <laughs> yeah, it's a dude in Pasadena. His VPN. It's, it's a dude in Pasadena running all his running all his fucking things through South Korea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So coming out March sixth. Coming out March twenty sixth. Uh, I I really want to play this game because like I I like I like old platforming stuff and Crash Band and Crash Four seems like it made a lot of really smart. Seems like it made a lot of really cool additions to the game. And I also, I also kind of like like the developers because the guys at Toys for Bob, the maker of Crash Bandicoot Four, uh, like there's a series on IGN which is like developers react to speed runs of their games, and it was three dudes from Toys for Bob like watching someone speed run Crash Four and just being fucking flabbergasted by all the bullshit this guy's this guy's pulling off. 
And they just, I actually really enjoy watching speedrunners just like glitch the fuck out of a game so that they can just destroy yeah. its hopes and dreams. Oh yeah, like I, I told, just I told you about like the Doom Eternal like super jump glitch, right? Yes, you did. Um, one of my favorites is uh, actual like the um, the first Legend of Zelda on the uh, on the sixty four. Like, there's a double jump backflip where if you flip through this door holding this item, you get to the end of the game. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, the fuck? How did anyone find that? <sighs> anyway. That's it for news. New releases-wise, fucking nothing. Because we're feeling the effects of the pandemic. Hell yeah, brother. Woot! Yeah, hopefully things will be getting back to... Not normal, but like better. Hope things will be getting back to better soon. But yeah. Until then, we have things coming out. Uh, be sure to. In a month, you guys won't be able to talk to me because Mass Effect. Or is it two months? In a while, Mass Effect. Yeah. Uh, but then also, um, next week, we'll be having the commentary track for Godzilla King of the Monsters. And maybe one of these days we'll actually sit down and record some of, uh, was it you? Yes, watching you. Uh, we are going to be getting back to that soon. Or getting it to it. Yeah, we'll be getting to it soon. We had some issues with the first attempt. So yeah. I won't be going in blind, sadly. I'll be going in mostly blind because we only saw the first half of the first episode. Hmm. Yeah, we're doing two episodes of Thing, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, also... Hopefully more videos. I'll hopefully be able to keep up releasing Danganronpa stuff. Try to get some Halo stuff going. Then I'll finally be able to talk about V3. <laughs> yep. Well, after I finish 2 and also Alter Despair Girls. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, also, uh, after I finish those games, um, how do you feel about watching the anime that's currently in canon with the video games? Sure. Because that's also a thing. Which I found a guide for in the Steam forums on how to watch. <laughs> Wait, what? Yes, because there were... Uh, sorry, that was me dropping an Allen key. There were two anime that were coming out at the same time that were both in canon with the games leading up to V3. Which actually which actually served as the ending of the fucking arc that started in Games 1 and 2 in our Elders Bear Girls. V3 is the beginning of an okay. entire separate arc in the story. Okay, I did not know that. Yes, yeah, son. Fuck? Now I have to go find this anime and watch it. Uh Okay, yeah, I will I will pull I will send you the name. All right. As well as the guide. Jesus Christ, man. What kind of world do we live in? Uh we're living All in a right. we're living in a dumb world. But anyway, yeah, we do. That is going to do it for us today. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back some point, like I said, with more of this shit, more of what we're doing on the website. Thank you all for joining us. If you like what you listen to, uh, sure to fucking follow us on whatever on every podcast platform is. Check Patreon, Patreon.com. If you have anything you want to fucking look at or play, you can donate us to it directly via Streamlabs. Streamlabs.com. Five bucks gets you one movie that we can watch. Ten bucks or more gets you everything else we do. And remember, five likes on our latest Danganronpa video, and I will browbeat Deadman doing his Fuyuhiko voice for an entire video. <laughs>
But I'll tell all that. I'm dead. And I'm Cave. We will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Have a wonderful time.